This is Arizona Financial Talk with Aaron Ezelt from First Guarantee Financial. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Aaron provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Arizona Financial Talk with your host, Aaron Ezel. Hello and welcome back to Arizona Financial Talk. My name is Aaron Ezel from First Guarantee Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, please give us a call at 480-284-6393. Or you can reach us toll-free at 866-393-7799. Or visit us online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or set up a face-to-face meeting. During our conversation today, we're going to chat about whether or not it's time to break up with your bank. And if the answer to that question is a yes, what services and tools should you expect from your new bank? But before we dive into some ideas for smoothly transitioning to that new bank, I'm pleased to introduce my co-host, Tony Shore. How are you today, sir? Well, I'm doing great. I'm here on Financial Rock Radio with Aaron Ezolt in the mornings. Fin- I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> Financial Rock? Financial Rock Radio with Aaron Ezolt in the mornings. <laughs> Excellent. I can hear it now. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, they should give you your own morning show every single morning. The morning Financial zoo. Rock, Financial mm-hmm. Rock Radio. That's right. All right. Well, uh, back to business. Uh, we're talking about, wow, you, you picked a great topic for today. Um, interesting, breaking up with banks. Uh, uh, that topic has been on my mind lately, and, and we'll have to get into that. But first, uh, to answer your question, yes, I'm good, and I appreciate you having me on the show, Aaron. But more importantly, how are you doing? I'm great, Tony. Now, I know I've grumbled about my bank from time to time. I'm sure many of our listeners have as well. So when it comes to finding a new bank that might make you grumble a little less, what are some of the things we could do and be looking for? You know, Tony, it's actually a pretty healthy list. And throughout the show, we'll go into each in more detail. According to a recent article from TheBalance.com, when is it time to break up with your bank? There are six key questions that each of our listeners needs to consider. First being, what are you currently paying in fees? Next is, do you want more modern features? Do you want to work with a bank you can be proud of? Do you want higher savings account interest? Do you want to simplify? And are you just ready for a change? Well, those are all great questions. In fact, uh, uh, I, I'm thinking about each one of those. I, I'm racking my brain, but I don't have to think too hard. Uh, the answer to all of them are, is yes for me, because let me explain my current bank situation. My, sure. my mother-in-law worked at a bank for years and years, and my wife worked there during the summers and, you know, when she was off of college or school. Mm-hmm. So both my wife and my mother-in-law worked there. It, it's in a small town that's about 20 miles away, and it's a tiny independent bank. There are some advantages to a tiny independent bank, but many disadvantages. And so 
been trying to find a way to <laughs> remove ourselves from that situation for a long time. Uh, and we found a nice uh, local uh, credit union mm-hmm. uh, and we're, we're slowly making the transfer. But this topic is exactly uh, those points hit home for, for us. I mean, all of them, because the little bank we're with doesn't have the modern features. Um Right. And and they don't have teller ATMs uh, all over the place. So those are two negatives. The positive is it's true. It is a bank we can be proud of. And we know the people there. That's the advantage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went into the uh, this whole topic came up because I started my LLC a while back. I'm, you know, going through my I think I bank with Chase and Wells Fargo, but their fees were kind of, you know, higher than I wanted to absorb. So there are also online options, credit union options. Uh, we'll get into these. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. Fees are, are uh, I, I discover, you know, I'm paying more than I thought for certain things, right? Correct. Fees are a part of life for sure. But yeah. the good news is bank fees don't have to be significant. Let's start with checking fees. Local banks and credit unions are a great place to try and find free or reduced fee checking because these smaller institutions often have free accounts, even if you don't carry a high balance. When it comes to the well-known national banks, there are sometimes fee waivers, especially if you meet certain criteria. One common waiver is free or reduced maintenance charges if you sign up for direct deposit or you keep your balance above a certain threshold. And for especially tech-savvy, There are banks that are exclusively online that may offer free checking, free online bill pay, and mobile check depositing. Yeah, but make sure they're federally uh, accredited banks and insured banks. Uh, Some online, so-called online banks aren't actually online banks. You you do have to watch out with the online stuff, though. True. True indeed. But but those are all great points still, and I'll definitely be going through the fine print on my bank account after today's show is done, that's for sure. And when it comes to fees, I think that's uh, a lot of people get bugged by ATM fees. I mean, it feels like I'm paying a fee just to get access to my money. Right there with you, Tony. While you'll almost always pay some kind of fee when you're using an ATM that your bank doesn't own, there are always ways to reduce some fees. For example, ask your bank if they reimburse some or all ATM fees. Your best option may be to open an account with a bank that's well-established in the places you live, work, and travel to. That way you can generally stick to using your bank's own ATMs, which will help you save money. Lastly, bear in mind that many credit unions are part of a huge nationwide ATM network through what's called share branching. That's another way you might be able to establish, I'm going to start that sentence again. That's another way you might be able to slash ATM fees. Yeah, I think that's excellent advice. Now, here's another one for you. Uh, Savings account interest rates. (laughs) Uh, Right now, they seem to be zero. Uh, What's a reasonable expectation? Well, first and foremost, if your savings account interest rate is at or near zero, you'd be wise to shop around for a new bank. Let's use real numbers here. As the article explains, imagine that another bank offers 0.5% more than your current bank. Is that enough to make you switch? Well, that 0.5% doesn't mean a whole lot if your balance is generally pretty small. But if you have, say, $10,000 in your savings account, an extra half percent means 50 bucks a year. Now, free money is free money, and you might as well take full advantage of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and the more you have in your savings, obviously, the more you're earning. If you start saving early, uh, the money you earn on the interest could really add up to a nice chunk of change. You want compounding interest. that mm. You want to get that working for you. Now, we should probably take a minute here to let our listeners know how they can get some help in, in planning this or if they want to talk about their bank or what they offer. Uh, how can they get a hold of you? We're just a phone call away. Uh, locally, 480-284-6393 or toll free at 866-393-7799. You can also email me at Aaron at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All right. Sounds great. Thanks, Aaron. And this has been a great show. We're talking about how to know when it's time to maybe break up with your bank, uh, look for a new one. And, you know, you've been talking about checking those account fees, your ATM fees and your interest rates. Uh, but we still have plenty to cover. Uh, this has been a really eye-opening discussion for me anyway, and it's convinced me that I really need to weigh my current situation against other options, which I had already kind of started doing before the show. Uh, what else do you have for us? I think we should spend some time examining whether or not your bank is providing you with all of the modern tools and technologies you need. We live in a smartphone world. So it's super important that we're able to access our banking info from our phones. As the article from thebalance.com, when is it time to break up with your bank, plainly tells us, some banks are embracing and utilizing the latest and greatest technologies in an effort to make our financial lives easier than ever. But there are banks that aren't doing enough with tech. Well, that's true. Some of the smaller banks really haven't caught up there. And if I was researching banks to find a new financial home, which I am, by the way, mm -hmm. a, a lack of reliable and cutting edge technology is a deal breaker for me. Yeah, I completely agree, Tony. Personal financial management tools, commonly called PFMs, are designed to help consumers do things like track their spending habits and predict account activity. They're essentially the tools you need to better work toward your financial goals. Our listeners should also be aware that some banks also allow customers to make their data shareable with third-party financial tools like Mint or Tiller. Yeah, and there's a lot of different uh, online tools and software out there. I use, my wife and I use one called YNAB, mm -hmm. which stands for You Need a Budget. And that's one reason we wanted to move from our bank, because initially you could sync up all these different bank accounts, but our bank wasn't one of them. On mm. the list, mm. and so and this is a pretty major deal. So uh, that was a struggle at first. We get that worked out, but yeah, I mean, obviously, if your bank isn't giving you the tools you want or is blocking your ability to share financial data with the apps you use, I think it's a sign you need to find a new bank. That's right, Tony. We're all a tech-driven society, so it's common sense that our financial institutions should embrace technology as well. I think technology also ties in nicely with our next point. Simplification. At one time or another during the banking process, I'm sure we've all asked ourselves, why can't this all be easier? Ultimately, your bank should constantly be striving to make your financial life as easy as possible. Wait, you're saying banking can be simple? It really Do can. Tell. It really can. <laughs> I promise. Look at it this way. If you choose a new bank, you'll have to reorganize all your finances to get prepared. And a little extra organization is never a bad thing. Now, if you're using more than one bank, which many people do, finding one bank that provides all the tools and services you need 
will absolutely simplify your entire financial life. And let's not forget those passwords. So many passwords. Yep, that's true. All the passwords. And a one bank account means one password. Uh, okay, that's it. The episode's over. You've convinced me. <laughs> not yet. We have some more good stuff to get to. For example, have you ever wondered if your bank is a business you can be proud of? Think about it. Whether you have a checking or savings account with your bank or you use that bank's credit card, you're creating revenue for them. Is your bank acting ethically or is it in the news for all the wrong reasons? If your bank's ethics don't match your ethics or you're simply no longer happy about being associated with them, you have the right to change. With a little research, you're almost assured of finding a bank that's going to do right by your wallet and your personal sense of right and wrong. Nothing forces a company to behave ethically like customers demanding it. Yep, there you go. I think that's a great point, and money talks uh, is also a good point. Uh, but what do you have for us next? Well, once you've made the decision to change banks, there are things you can do to make the transition go a little smoother. First, as we mentioned earlier, choose a bank that has a solid reputation and that behaves in a way that makes you feel comfortable. Later in the show, we'll look at a step-by-step -step checklist that can be tremendous value as a resource for you to begin to switch your finances to a new account. Yeah, and I think that's really important. I mean, uh, you know, we're here talking about how listeners can determine when it's time to ditch their current bank, find that new financial home. And you've already talked about checking account fees, uh, ATM fees, interest rates on savings accounts, uh, technology uh, and do, do business, as you mentioned, with a bank that you think behaves ethically. And, uh, you know, I think you need to rank those categories uh, in terms of importance to you and your own personal situation. Uh, and now you just mentioned the importance of using this checklist before you switch banks. Tell us more about the checklist. Absolutely. Thebalance.com has an excellent user-friendly checklist called Switching Banks, Checklist and Tips. The first item on the checklist is simple. Before you can switch, you need to choose a new bank to switch to. That may be a traditional bank, a credit union, or an online bank. Well, yeah, and choosing your new bank, it might seem like a simple thing, but as our conversation today has shown, it requires attention to detail because there are a lot of options out there nowadays. Uh, what does this checklist tell us about opening a new account? Well, the checklist suggests three key things. Get a head start supply any requested forms, and link to your old account. Getting a head start means opening your account at least a week or two before you make the switch because it can take as long as 10 business days to get your new check card in the mail. While you're waiting for your new card, you can also set up your online account so that it's ready to go as soon as you start using it. Supply all the forms your new bank is requesting in a timely fashion so your rollover isn't delayed and set up an electronic link between your old and new accounts. This is the easiest way to move money back and forth to cover all of your outstanding bills. When you've paid everything you need to with your old account, you can shut it off. Yeah, and I've even read that some banks will do a lot of the switching over for you. Is that true? It definitely is. Many banks will transfer your automatic payment and direct deposits for you, and many will also tell your old bank to officially close your account. If the bank you're moving to doesn't provide those services, they likely have what's commonly called a switch kit, which walks you through preparing yourself for the move. So what steps should our listeners take then with their employer to make sure their paychecks don't go into that old account 
uh, that you were trying to close out? That's a really great and critical question, Tony. Make sure you go to your company's human resources or business department as soon as you've opened your new account. Make sure you have all your new account information for those folks so they can quickly get you squared away. Also check with your company about how long it might take for your checks to start appearing in your new account. It's not uncommon for such switches to take a couple of pay periods. And it's critical that our listeners also remember to alert the managers of other income sources like social security, pensions and annuities, investments, and other systematic payments. Yeah, that's a great reminder. I think most of us could easily forget about other sources of income when we're dealing with all the paperwork and all the other necessary steps during a bank switchover. So that's key. Along those same lines, it's important to double check that your new account is linked to your other active accounts. Whether you have another checking or savings account at your new bank or you're maintaining an account at another bank, linking the accounts makes it easier for you to do one-time or regular transfers as you pay bills and set various benchmarks for your overall financial goals. Well, yeah, and our conversation today might make some of our listeners out there think that switching banks is too much work to be worth it, but like so many other pieces of our financial lives, once you roll up your sleeves and get to work, you find it's often manageable if you do your homework and the relief you get and the perks are well worth it. That's so true. And anyone switching over a bank account should expect a few mistakes or bumpy moments. That's why not closing your old account too quickly and keeping a small amount of just-in-case money in that account is a good idea. Double-check your automatic payments. Make sure your company is sending your paycheck to your new bank, follow a checklist, and the process won't seem so daunting. Good advice. I like it. And as usual, our time has flown by. We're out of time for today's episode. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Also that uh, I am available for personal consultations. We never charge. Uh, you know, it is no cost, no obligation. You can call me toll free at 866-393-7799 or locally here in Arizona, 480-284-6393. You can also email me, Aaron at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All right. Sounds great, Aaron. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Arizona Financial Talk with our host, Aaron Easel. Until next week, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Arizona Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Aaron Easel at First Guarantee Financial. Call 480-284-6393 or 866-393-7799 or visit them online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Forethought Investment Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through First Guarantee Financial, an affiliated company. Aaron Easel, Forethought Investment Group, LLC, and First Guarantee Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.